You know what the biggest downside to being a radio host is? You can't do reruns. Like, you just can't. Like, in TV, people will watch the same episode over and over and over again. Stand-up comedians, uh, they can go from town to town, do the exact same material every night. But a radio host needs to have fresh stuff to talk about every single day. I just kind of wish, like, like, I could have one idea and then just roll it out there over and over and over again and nobody would notice or maybe they'd even enjoy it and they'd find it funnier each time. That's the dream. Radio reruns. That's a bit from Kevin Getz's new album, On Air, which dropped this week. What's essentially a protest album of radio's disposability. While radio's roots are in the moment, the 102.1 The Edge swing host believes there's a lot of great material falling under the radar that, much like comedy, should have a chance to live on. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we talk to Getz about how the album came together, COVID's impact on the creative process, and challenging yourself as a host to create content for emerging platforms. Hey, I'm Kevin Getz. I'm currently a radio host in Toronto at 102.1 The Edge. Uh, roughly where I grew up in Southern Ontario. And I did my first radio shows back in high school in uh, Pickering. And from there, kind of just sparked a love for the whole industry, the whole entertaining, the whole music. I went to school at Humber to try and turn it into a career. Ended up going out west to Chilliwack for my first radio uh, station. Was there for a year before moving to Vancouver and working at the Beat 94.5. I was there until it became Virgin Radio. I was there after it became Virgin Radio and then was uh, let go from Virgin Radio and it got to experience that side of the industry and popped up again back in Toronto. So it's kind of like been a full circle. So how has pandemic life been treating you? When it started, I was still living in Pickering with my parents because I had just moved back from BC. And uh, the only real difference was I had stopped taking transit and started driving to work. But as a late night weekend radio host, you don't interact with people anyway. So I'm used to being in a building that's empty. I'm used to nobody being around. So I would show up to an empty building and I would leave to an empty building, but that was normal for somebody who starts work at seven, eight o'clock at night. So it wasn't a huge kind of shift for me. The only real difference was um, instead of having meetings in person, everything just went online. Right. That's a really interesting perspective. So the reason that we're talking today is because obviously radio is a medium that's very in the moment, but you think that very much like the way stand-up bits end up across platforms, maybe that should change. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I find radio all too temporary. You go on air, you do a bit, maybe you spent a week building it and working on it, calling people, getting audio together, and then it goes on air and a minute later it's gone. And yeah, you can take that audio, you can put it online and people can listen to it online, but usually after 24 hours, it's completely buried. So I'm, I'm mostly kind of just jealous of musicians and comedians who get to have their work kind of live forever. Like you would never have a musician go on stage and say, hey, here's a bunch of songs I wrote. Listen close because I'm only playing them once and you'll never have another chance to hear them. And then tomorrow I'm going to show up with a whole bunch of new material. And that's kind of what it feels like sometimes as a radio host is every day you go in with fresh material, you never get a chance to kind of have your one hit wonder that you can live off residuals for for the rest of your life. 
<laughs> so the whole idea behind radio back in the day before YouTube and, you know, the broadcast to podcast trend came along was that if you were a fan of a particular show, you had to be listening in the moment to make sure that you didn't miss anything. In fact, the entire radio ratings model is built on that premise. How You're not wrong. And that's, that's absolutely how it, how it was and how it still is. But sometimes you want to have something that lives a little bit longer than a minute. So like I, uh, some of the content that I'm putting on this album is stuff that I kind of just want to have a place to keep it forever. If I had a bookshelf for audio, this is where it would be. But for the most part, this audio just lives on my hard drive and I can't show it anybody. So let's talk about the album. Are most of the bits recent? And some of them actually deal with, with this particular subject head on. Absolutely. So um, I'm just now celebrating my one year anniversary at The Edge. And that's kind of part of the reason why I went through and I was like, you know, this year has been kind of interesting. There's been a lot of memorable stuff that, that has definitely happened this year. Here's all this audio of me kind of tackling this and dealing with this. What can I do with this audio? So I was like, well, you know, I could just release them bit by bit. And I was like, that's kind of no fun. I want to try something new. And like I said, I'm jealous of musicians who get to put out albums. I've always wanted to put out an album, but I lack that thing they call musical talent to do so. So I thought, can I take these bits and release them like track by track on an album and then maybe add some commentary to them, some behind the scenes kind of talking about them, some never before heard audio. And before I kind of put it all together, I realized, yeah, this, this, this could be an album and then release it like that for people to listen to on their time whenever they want. You mentioned to me that part of this actually was kind of a joke for ratings content, but also a protest of radio's disposability. Did it come together that way? Yeah, I think so. It was uh, having all this audio that I wanted to share with people who might have missed it the first time around, might have missed it the second time around when it was posted, or maybe they don't live in Toronto or they don't live in Canada, or they don't listen to the station, but I still want to share this audio with people. So part of it, yeah, is me having a ton of fun and releasing an album, just going into ratings and kind of all the fun stuff that I have planned to do this because uh, there's a lot of work that comes into releasing an album, but then there's a lot of work in supporting an album. And I have a lot of plans to like, let's say, go on tour and support the album. How? Well, you're just gonna have to follow along throughout ratings. But also part of it, yeah, is protesting that radio is too temporary. Here's me making it permanent. This will live forever now, it's an album. When you Google me 20 years from now, whatever we're using 20 years from now, Google is still there. Hopefully this album pops up. Are there any copyright issues involved in this about whose content this is? It's something that I don't think radio people think about a lot, but does the content belong to whatever radio group you're working for? Or does it belong to the individual talent? Uh, hurdle number one, there it is. That's what uh, hurdle number one was for sure. Uh, reaching out to the station and saying, here's my idea, I want to take all this old audio and release it as an album. And it's kind of an interesting thing to have to try and explain because this audio is all out there already. It's all been posted online. But as soon as you want to group it all together and call it an album, yeah, now all of a sudden there are some copyright issues. As far as I know, I own 0% of it. But I spoke with The Edge and we have a great team at The Edge who were like, that's interesting. Let's see where you go with this. So they said, how about it? You can use the audio. So where and how are you releasing this and what are your expectations? Um, Multi-platinum, definitely. I would say that's where my expectations lie in every country you can think of. Where is it being released? Worldwide on every streaming platform. That was, that was a fun educational process, learning how to do that. I thought it would be as simple as, hey, let's go to Spotify and upload my album. No, they don't let you do that. 
you need to find a way to get distribution to actually get your stuff on different platforms. So I learned a lot of different music platforms exist. Not everybody uses the same ones across the world, but every single music platform you've heard of and a lot you haven't, you will be able to stream or download this album. So how much of the process with this album can be attributed to the COVID lockdown? If this past year hadn't been so weird for you personally, do you think this would have come about? I don't know if it would have, only because I wouldn't have the limitations and I could do weirder things. So when you're kind of stuck and you can't really interact with people, you kind of have to look inward. And to me, that was looking inward to what do I already have and how can I make content from that? Look, I have all this content, I can release an album. I don't know if I would have come to that same conclusion if I can say, let's look out into the world and what can I do out in the world? So I would have been doing something, probably not this. Maybe I would have come around to this at some point in the future because that desire to release an album's always been there. But I don't know if I'd be doing that right now if it wasn't for this lockdown. So where can people find this or where can people listen? Uh, if you just go to kevingetz.ca, there'll be a link to every platform you can think of. It's also available. I'm going to have it on YouTube. You'll be able to listen to it that way. Super simple if, you just, if you're comfortable with that platform. Essentially, I just want people to listen. I'm going to make it as easy as possible for people to listen. Listen, track one, two, three, all the way to 10 if you want. Just kind of see what, what we've been up to over at The Edge in this last year, what I've been doing. Do you think radio has taken advantage to the extent that they could in terms of having all of these multiple platforms at their disposal? Uh, it's coming. I mean, like any company, any kind of medium, it's adapting to what's around it. I remember when I first started in radio, the first station I worked at, didn't have a Facebook page right away. They were still a couple years behind that. I think most stations didn't get a Facebook page right away. Then it was, do we really need a Twitter? Do we really need an Instagram? Now the question is, do we really need a TikTok? And then I think as we go, you'll see radio kind of look for new ways to get that content out there. And I think radio hosts are gonna be a big part of that because you have people up at the top who might not understand exactly what kind of content, how content's being viewed by younger people these days. So you might have radio hosts come in and say, hey, I want to do this, this, this. And they'll be like, well, what's that? Explain it to me. So I think like most mediums, they're kind of always a little bit behind and they're going to have to use some convincing to get all that content out to all those platforms. Do stations need a TikTok? It's an interesting question because, you know, when we're talking about stand-up comedy, that's obviously a huge community on TikTok. Is radio TikTok a thing? Depends on the station. Okay. I think if you're a station that targets a younger group that's using TikTok, sure, absolutely. If you're a station that targets older people who aren't using TikTok, not necessarily as needed. Yeah, I'm definitely a Gen Xer and I am way into TikTok and maybe I'm in the minority, but I see a lot of content on there that reflects older demos. As soon as somebody creates a new platform to create content, I look at that personally, I go, okay, how can I create, how can I create content for this platform now? And then it's all of a sudden I go into a radio show and I'm like, okay, so I have to, I'm going to post something on Facebook and then I'm going to have something different for Instagram, a different Instagram story. And then all of a sudden it's like, how can I do a TikTok as well? But at the same time, I'm hosting this six hour radio show. So things just keep building and building and building. And I'm hoping we're going to learn as a radio industry itself, how to kind of bring this all together to something a little bit more cohesive or maybe people will stop using certain platforms and I can stop creating content for them and I can just breathe for a second. <laughs> I feel you. Okay. Anything else you want to add, Kevin? When you find this album online, 
something I learned in the whole process was that you cannot just give stuff away for free on like iTunes. I thought you could, but I guess it makes sense. They want to make their money. So it is available for $9.99 on all platforms if you want to purchase it. I'm really not comfortable taking money for this because I've already been paid for it once. So all that money is going to be donated. I have reached out to a charity I've worked with in the past, but uh, I'm not keeping that money. It, I've, I've been paid for this once. I just want this content out there for people to enjoy. If I could give it away for free, I would. If you want to listen to it for free, it's on YouTube. There's a bunch of different free ways you can listen to it. But if you want to purchase it and have that money go towards a good cause, there'll be that option too. Thanks so much for joining us, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Our thanks to Kevin Getz. As he mentioned, you can find links to his new album release at kevingetz.ca. All proceeds from the album will benefit Vancouver Dog Rescue. Thank dog, I'm out. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Thiessen. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.